Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Um, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 235, is that right? Okay, I think so. Let's go with that. Yeah. For May 13th, 2020, that can't be right, I don't think that's right. Uh, it is 235. 234 with uh, Keith, so I've already oh, down so here. Oh, so it is 235. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, there you go. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, the magnanimous Bill Lutz and the wonderful Tim Sway. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter. What's up, Pete? Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, The Boys Over It, Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Klingspore, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, Levi Hogue, who I owe a call to, and Keith Decent, also Gangy and Pop Pop Makerspace. One more for good luck. Yep. Thank you. See, you got to do it just right. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Got to hit it out of the park, Tim. You can't fin- just fin- phone it bell. in. Yeah. What are we working on, Eeny, Meeny, Timmy? What are you working on? I am working on all my usual stuff, but besides my usual stuff, the word that shall not be said for Phil. <laughs> um, Is it guitar? Yeah, yeah. actually, hey, funny, you want me to tell you about the one? <laughs> nah, just tell me about the freaking guitars. All right. No, I, well, I'm, I'm working on some, some guitars and some other instruments. I'm working on um, uh, a little, like, sort of fiddle thing. It's like a Chinese fiddle called an erhu. I started that. Um, yeah, but I job. also that's am fun. working on a table. Um, a what? Oh, yeah. wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Hold the phone. Let me hear okay, this. Okay, there's lots actually. of tables. Let's narrow this down. Let's unpack this a little bit, Tim. So yeah, when you say table, table, do you mean, like, the foot table the dining table the side table the well, hall techni- table technically Coffee. it would be a desk um so ah. it's it's a uh oh. it's a one the, of the more co- useful tables yeah. yeah yeah one of the so the, the guy had contacted me in october about making this desk for him and um and then he actually we decided to start making it like right after the pandemic started and i was super swamped um and uh, so what I did is, uh, so it's a it's a walnut top with a black pipe leg, you know, base. He wanted to go. I hear you. He wanted to go, you know, with the black pipe. I was like, I can weld steel, you know. He's like, no, I want it to be difficult and connect and be more expensive, you know. I was like, all right, sweet, sweet. <laughs> well, you know, you just do the same thing. You just weld it up in sections where you want it, and then, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I know, but um, you yeah. you could. Is you it know. hard to weld the the iron though? No, no, not really. I mean, well, the the fittings are tough to weld, but the pipe weld's fine because the pipe is steel. But then the fittings yeah. are the cast iron, so they're. But what tricky. I'm saying is, you you make the oh. custom size whatever you want, and you just you just weld the the lengths, the, the black to the pipes you together need with yeah. with pipe ends or the fittings on the ends. Then you but, can screw everything on. Yeah, but I went and did it right, um, where it actually can screw together and unscrew, so he can. It's on a second floor, and, and so that way, and it's, oh. and it's seventy-eight well, it still inches will, long. But I mean, but, the, the, the problem is right. you can you make can, your own custom lengths of tubing. Right, you can make your lengths and sizes it's, and, and instead of threading them like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, not instead of threading them. What I'm saying is a lot of times you can't put the lengths that they have together 
to make the right sizes you want. Or you yeah, have to I'll wait in line, and have them thread it and cut it there. Which is exactly what I'm saying what is you have a length that you need. You can cut it in the middle. If you have a 10-foot pipe that's oh, right on each welded, end. Weld it you, together. Right. You can yeah. cut out a two-foot section, weld it together. Now you have the exact size that you need. You can also yeah. do that to make corners. You know what I'm saying? So you still right, have that 45s. black pipe look. I probably could have done that in a couple spots that would have made made it... Well, it would have made it more work for me, but it would have saved a few dollars. But this job was about... I don't care about making money on it. I want to do as little as possible because I have other stuff going on. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I just I just went on the, the, the box store website and clicked one of these, one of these, two of those, four of those, you know. And um, and then I for the top, um, I, I was using beautiful local walnut from my friends over at City Bench. They're the people that cut down urban trees and whatnot. And uh, so, you know, I had once before had him do this for me where he, because they have the big machines, so like a like a big leveler. It's basically like a like a five by ten CNC router, but it's not CNC. They do it by hand. And they can level their their um mm -hmm. their you know slabs on it and stuff because they do a lot of live edge stuff, and um and you know they just they just built it themselves. It's amazing. But so they have all the big jointers and stuff and. And I was like, you know, how much for the wood? The stuff's super expensive. And I was like, how much if you make it into a rectangle in this size for me? And um, and it was only yeah. a couple, it was only a couple hundred bucks more. I was like, let's do it that way. So I just I just put some epoxy in all the knots, and then once that's cured tomorrow, I'm sanding and finishing. It's done, you know. But uh, and then there was like a, I mean, I had to make a I had to make a drawer for it that just sort of hangs from it, which is kind of cool. And I had to make a mm -hmm. smaller shelf for like his printer underneath it, and um, that I just made out of some wallet that I had from other. I think I got it from a, uh, my neighbor's firewood pile, actually, because they're all shorter pieces. Um, oh. and he had some walnut in there. So it's all local stuff. The guy's in Connecticut. I mean, you know, all the, the trees were all cut down locally to me and stuff, so it's kind of cool. And then... Nice. Um, we... Uh, the the landlord at my space and I went in halvesies on a dumpster. We're trying to get some clutter out of the barn uh, that doesn't belong to us, but belongs to other people. We're trying to basically get people out of the barn because uh, I'm going to take over the whole barn. Yes, Bill. I just, I, I just want to. I immediately. Yep, you heard me correctly. Mind when you said that, um, can you imagine, Phil, and everybody listening? Can you imagine Tim Sway in his shop? All of a sudden, he sees somebody snoop around in a dumpster, and he runs out. Hey, get out of there! You can't have that. <laughs> no, actually, what happened is I threw a bunch of stuff in the dumpster, and then I went picking through it. So <laughs> yeah, pull half of it hey, back out. Hey, it'd be great, and then it goes right back in. It's like a, it's like a closed loop. Where you throw things out and then you pick the garbage and it comes right back in. So you know how you know how my shop has that. I don't know. You've seen some of the videos. There's a garage door on the second floor. Um, yeah, don't the, I? Absolutely, I know. Because everybody's kind of comments like, "Why is there a garage door on the second floor?" So like, because there is. But so I had them park the dumpster underneath that. Because there's stuff oh, I put up yeah. there seven years ago that I'm, you know, it just needs to go. And and so I was like literally airplane like, parts, walking, yeah. just throwing stuff into the not the airplane parts. They stayed, of course they stayed. Oh, okay, but, obviously. Um, no, I had like a set of chairs that someone gave me that I was going to reupholster that are just garbage and you know things like that. Um, so yeah, I just I was literally stuff. just th throwing stuff off the balcony, you know, out of off the second floor into the dumpster. But there was a couple times where I'm like, it was like a cartoon. I'm like going through, I'm like, well, hang on, let me think about this. <laughs> I think hmm. I just, and I'm like trying to be like, no, Tim, no, we're, this is this is you know we're 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 reducing and uh, but so then I stopped because I got like a quarter of the dumpster full. And the real reason we got it was because the landlord as well as some other people that have been using the barn are being basically asked to leave because they're not really paying rent, and, and I'm going to actually pay him to take over more of the barn. So, as, Ooh. You know, that's nice. So, I'm, well, I'm going to so take over the. You're going to have about a twenty-five thousand square foot shop now. Pretty wow. much. Wow. Pretty much. Wow. Well, it'll be about um, 
It'll probably I think the I think it's probably about five thousand square feet of floor. Um, That's insane. Well, but the second floor is not really usable. Yeah, um, who cares? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, maybe oh. floor five thousand square feet. Well, it might only be Are you kidding. It might only be four thousand. I should measure it. I'll measure it and tell you next week. Oh, okay, okay. It was only four thousand. Okay, 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 okay. I didn't realize it was only going to be four thousand. But uh, we take it all back. Continue, please. But yeah. so, so the the plan is there's one bay that is it's almost empty now. Um, but the plan is the one bay that's about several hundred. You know, it's a, a regular width of like a regular garage, like a big garage, but it's like kind of twice as deep. Um, I'm going to sublet to my buddy Joe from Urban Miners, who is where I get most of my reclaimed wood. So he's going to use that mm. for one of his storage locations because he used to have pay this for this big beautiful building. And it became like ridiculously expensive and insurance, and he couldn't keep a store open. So now what he does is he has stuff stashed all over the state, you know, <laughs> like and you yeah. know, cl- convenient to where he reclaimed it. And he's you know he sells a lot of it off the site when he's doing the reclaiming. And then if he doesn't sell it, all he needs. So I told him I'd rent him, you know, one bay for like a song basically, and permission to pick, you know, and um, so, yeah, I was gonna say, what's he gonna yeah. do with all that missing wood? Right, he, you know, and so, I mean, obviously I gotta tell him what I'm taking, but. But he was sure, fine. Sure, wink, wink. Yeah, but you know, which means <laughs> about what I'm taking, <laughs> approximately. Yeah, yeah. I took, uh, I took, uh, I took a couple of sticks out there from the bottom. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. Don't yeah, worry yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. Joe. He, he, I got it. Then he goes. He sells a thousand square feet of wood. He comes into the barn. There's just like crickets and bats flying out. You know. Yeah. There's like <laughs> a mouse that scurries around. Yeah. But uh, but so then so that's one third of the space, and then the other two thirds of the space is uh, where I'm going to move all of my storage. Um, from my storage is currently in about 500 square feet, and so this is probably mm-hmm. like a thousand. So I'm gonna be able to spread it out. And I, what I want to do is set up a Home Depot junk. Like I want to just have aisles of like, oh, here's where I keep my broken doorknobs. You know, <laughs> here's where I keep my miscellaneous nuts and bolts. If you've got that's so smart. If you've got the yeah. room to be able to do that, because the more spread out it is, the more you're gonna use it, and the more you have access to it. Anything that's behind something else is the last thing you're ever gonna pull out. Yeah. Oh yeah, it it's, it's just and it's, it's funny you say that. I was just thinking my entire shop is maybe 200 square feet and his storage 500 feet (laughs) but in that in that storage in that storage space i have like the the maslow the maker made cnc and i have a couple oh okay so you know i've got i've got big expensive tools in there too that you don't have filled just to make sure right no i I didn't realize that i'm sorry but but that that bay of the shop what i want to do is i want to move all of my metalworking equipment over there it's the unheated Hmm. side Right. And, and it really right. shouldn't be in with the sawdust anyways. Yeah, not that I really... Ew. Not if you can totally. avoid it. Yeah. yeah. But so I'm going to move all that over there. Yeah. Because I hardly ever use the stuff too, like the mini machine shop right. type stuff. And then, the, and then that'll give me room to expand my Avid CNC into a 4x8. Right. right. Which is, of course, the, the dream. That's... Right. The, that's the, the classic, living, you know. Living the dream, but oh, oh, but, way. but so I was in the other kind of, and then the, like, well, like one of the tenants of the house on the property has stuff in that barn, and then the the lady that has the bees has stuff in that barn, and th- none of that stuff is going to leave anytime soon necessarily. Um, Do you um, see the bees? Yeah, there's a, there's beehives on the property. Um, so she has like a refrigerator that she keeps the combs in, and she has like the smoker and her her silly pirate suit that they wear when they you know go out and smoke them and stuff. But like, so they're not ready to get that stuff out of there yet. Um, and I'm okay with that, so I'm gonna just sort of, you know, I'll, and I'm so busy right now, I don't have time to build my department store of garbage anyways, so 
you know, I'm just going to kind of shuffle all their stuff to one side and shuffle my stuff to the other for now and deal with it later. But oh, but yeah, so, don't worry. The murder hornets will take care of that beehive anyway. Yeah, but so while while I was in that there, might be a new business. You can like capture murder hornets and just sell like a pair to people who have like you know um, bees on their property or or um, angry neighbors who don't like the beehives that the guys make honey next door. You can sell the murder hornets to the angry neighbor. No, bad idea. No, yeah, it's business bad. 101 by Bill Lutz. Yeah, okay. <laughs> murder so, hornets. Yeah, so, so we're in there, and uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're you know kind of then the the one guy with the his wife is the one with the bees and stuff is there, and and he's he's talking about he's like yeah he's like well I didn't really have a lot of trash and I just had some things that I don't have anywhere else to put right now that's just gonna have to stay for a while like my my lawn tractor then I got my old lawn tractor which I just want to sell you know and and Vance is there and Vance is like what do you want for the tractor you know <laughs> and he's like he's like I just want I just want a hundred bucks for it. they can have the tractor and the trailer. Run and I was like, what? "What?" I was like, "It's a craftsman, uh, like a you know lawn tractor, like not a big tractor, but a you know just Who a cares? regular." It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, I already own it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish the story. That's <laughs> uh, great. So shut up and take my money. Yeah. So yeah. I, he said, it's, "He's like, yeah, the battery doesn't work." He's like, "But there's a jumper there, you know, to start it." He's like, "You know," so so he leaves and. And, you know, I, I have the access to it. So I, so after he leaves, I say, hey, Vance, let's see if that thing starts, you know. So sure enough, it started. And we, if you look at my Instagram story today, it'll be gone by the time people hear this. I had Vance driving me around in the trailer, and I'm driving Vance around in the trailer, and it That's worked hysterical. great. hysterical. And I thought it would, uh, like, at first I was like, you know, Vance, w- it'll be great for him to just, you know, you know, have fun with. I'll take the blade. Drive. Sure. I'll take the deck off of it. You know what I mean? Take the mower deck off and just let him have fun with it. And um, and then I was like, it actually could come in handy around the shop when I'm moving stuff around if I need to, you know. But then I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, well, actually, my key truck is smaller than it, so I could just use that if I need to move something around anyways. <laughs> That's hysterical. But, yeah, I was like, 100 bucks, and it runs. I was like, sure, you know. Wow. So I own a lawn tractor now. A little trailer. A little trailer. Must be too. nice. Is That's how one of the hoity 1%. Yeah. yeah, well, that that's how I get rid of garbage. I buy a lawn tractor. Yeah. Makes sense. Hey, the little trailer, is it a dump trailer where you, you it flips up? I think so. I saw a lever. I didn't even pull it, um, but it yep, looks like it flips that's up. That's probably what it is. That's that's a lot of fun. He'll have a lot of fun on that. Oh, wait yeah. till I show him that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I saw that yeah. lever and I was like, I wonder what this does. And I was like, eh, I'll figure it out later, you know. Yep. But um, yeah, so how about you, Bill? Um, well, uh, I'm going to start organizing the garage a little more. Now it's time for the surface areas that I, I've been neglecting after I got all the furniture part of it done. Uh, but I went shooting this weekend, and that was interesting because it was a, uh, the place just oh, yeah. opened up. So basically what happened is is you pull into the parking lot. I wanted to get there right when they opened. And they're, they, it's, it's got 10 shooting lanes, so they're only using five. So there's you know space in between. So what you do is you walk up to the front door, which you can't open. It's locked. The guy comes out. He's got an iPad. If you've been there before, you just click in your email. So I've been there. So he says, okay. He's all, well, you're on the list. I'm sending you a link to this little app. You know, go wait out in your car. Go wait out in the parking lot. You just can't come inside. It'll and beep it'll, when you're ready like kind when of you thing? go to a restaurant. Yeah. Right, it'll the let buzzer. you know when, when yeah. it's ready. Do you get the beeper? Yeah. No, it's a, to your phone. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's an app. Like, you, I like the Cheesecake Factory buzzer they give you. They're kind of yeah. cool. Well, kind of like that. I would like that, too. A little like outdated now. Too. But you put that buzzer you put in your front pocket, in your pocket, and then when, never yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So anyway, I'm sitting, you know, sitting in my truck. So the, the other person that leaves has to actually leave the building before they have you come in, which is good. Right. So I'm feeling good about this. Everything is safe as far as no crowds or anything. And then uh, on top of that, what was great is I was shooting uh, 25 yards at uh, one of my rifles that shoots a 223 bullet. Regardless, 25 yards at a, uh, maybe a six-inch diameter target. And I kept it all within about three inches. And I was just so on. And I don't use a scope. I'm old school. I just use iron sights. No, just regular sights. No yeah. scopes or nothing. So it, that was fun to be able to do. There's just I hadn't been shooting in a while. And I'm shooting this rifle. And I'm just, in case he didn't want to go, she's like, nah, nah, nah. That's still, it's COVID. No, COVID, no. Oh. Right? I'm like, all right. So I went and I, I was pretending like the target was the COVID virus. And I was ah. killing the COVID virus. Right? You nailed it. Yeah. I nailed, nailed it, it. Dude. I nailed it. I literally did. I was shooting so well. So I was very wow. happy, very happy with that. Uh, and other than that, um, she's into helping me do yard work now. So she's taken over the lawnmower. So we did some uh, yard work this weekend. And, of course, we take care of my landlord's house next door. So first she's like, well, I'll mow. I said, okay. And she says, where at? I says, okay, you do the back, you do the front. Oh, and don't forget Chuck and Sharon's next door. What? <laughs> but mm. she likes it because the lawnmower is one of the where you squeeze the handle and it, it – takes off by itself so oh it's self-propelled yeah like but anyway so yeah that's that's about it still not, <laughs> still not making any projects but i'm uh i'm making memories boys i'm making memories excellent hmm. how about you phil um i only did a small one this week i um you know on on for any youtube content creators or uh or just people who have multiple cameras on your tripod and attached to your camera is like a little, little sort of trapezoid, which is the quick mount to your, uh, to your, uh, what's it called again? To your tripod. And I only have one, but I have a few different cameras that I like to put onto that tripod. So made I made, some. I made some, I made some out of oak. That's um, pretty cool. And that was smart. Fun. But um, but what I think I'm gonna do is maybe I'm gonna make it into a quick YouTube video on how to do it because it's like stupid easy. It's like. I don't know what I, I in the past I've just been like moving I've been moving that quick mount from one camera to the next every time I need to Which put it on my Which defeats the purpose and it's not a it's, quick mount. It's anymore. a slow mount. It yeah. makes no yeah. sense, right? Yeah. It's very slowy. It's very mounty, yeah. you know? So, um I'm going to make a video cuz it was it was like really it was stupid easy. So, yeah. I'm definitely going to make a video about it. Once you once uh, you got the uh, degreed angle down, you just boop 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 four cuts, you're done. You know what the funny thing is? Is like I I did it with um, I did it with my disc sander, and it's forty five degrees. So I just like mm. moved it from the Set from the, the plate. So, yeah, well, because there's a table, and you just yeah. you know undo it and bring it down to forty five. Or I I honestly I just put it all the way down, and it happened to work. Mm. Um, but it's you know just sort of push it up against until it's there, and it's the first time I did a real project with my disc sander. So that was money well spent. I enjoyed that. Yeah. After I finally epoxied it, just it in paid place. for itself, huh? Yeah. Just paid for itself. Yeah, I made two of them. So I did one for my, I did one for my camcorder. I uh, actually the camcorder I kept the actual plastic and metal one. For my DSLR for my Canon, I put on the walnut one, and for my GoPro, I made one as well. So I now can do things. And actually, I I started playing around with the GoPro and time lapses, which is super fun. I left one on in my backyard. Just pointing at the sky and like I have a couple of maple trees there and uh, and so I let it go for like two hours and I set it for every five seconds it basically takes a snap 
So when you play it back, I had like 25 seconds of footage. But it was like incredible. Like it was insanely <laughs> cool. Because it looks like all these clouds are like rushing towards you. Mm. And it was amazing. Like time lapses are super cool. Like, we think yeah. that we need to have, like, these fancy cameras to do these cool shots that you get in, like, movies or, like, big-time YouTubers do. You really don't need that. Like, this no, GoPro the... is probably five years old, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's nothing. My DSLR is as old as my oldest kid and it must be seven, eight years old, you know? So yeah. uh, I'm guessing as to the age of my son. But... Yeah, I always I always forget that I can do that. I do time lapses all the time on my GoPro. That's basically what I own it for. Yeah, uh, because great. you can get in close, but I never do time lapse. I just film and then I just speed it up and post. So I'm just like wasting oh, no. a ton. Time of lapse is different. It's like hours and hours condensed yeah, into I do like them, twenty seconds. I do them for like twenty or thirty minutes. You know, while I'm working in the shop, I don't do like time lapse yeah. days. So it's I just record a film and shrink it. But but the time lapse has I did that, that recently clarity. for a video too. Yeah, the time lapse has that clarity it's to it, and it's just it's a matter. Of, you know what it is about the GoPro is is it's just a pain in the neck to set it. Like my big fingers like those little buttons and so like i just want to turn it on and off i don't know it's a little square thing they're all little square things um they have numbers on them i don't i don't know i don't remember it's black okay it's small it's, oh, I, it's okay whatever tim i don't one. see colors like that but no all right. it's not. um <laughs> no, it's um, it's not the, the original because I'd used those before too. But it's like the third yeah. generation or something or fourth. I don't know. Okay, I have the Hero Four, and basically that's it's a it. That's it. That's what back. I have. Hero Four. You have the Hero Four or the okay. Hero so Three or Hero same. Five. So it's the same. It's just a touchscreen on the back, and if all you use it for is the time lapse, it remembers the previous setting. I don't. No, I don't so have any touchscreens. I'm sorry. I don't have the Hero Four. You don't have a touchscreen? No, I have like oh, a big red button touch on screen. the top. Touchscreen's the bomb. I have a big red button on the top, and that's it. It's like a little. The thing is like it's like the size of like a. I don't know what the size of it is. The size of a GoPro. I'm gonna pull a Bill Lutz here for a second. One sec. Great. Okay. How big? It's like a, it's like an inch and a half cube. Here, here. I'm, I just looted it. Back. But back. you gotta take fast. it out. You gotta take it out of this thing. No, mine's no, like half the square size one, of that. Phil. Mine's like half the size. He's got the, the square one. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's the original. Actual... Mine's much new, much smaller than that. It's the newer one, I think. It's it's like a little much smaller cube, than that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little tiny black cube. Yeah, and it's a cube, Phil. If there's only that's some not a cube. way... Yours is not a cube. Yeah, but yours is a rectangle. Mine's a square. Mine's an actual... But mine has the touchscreen. You says you you don't. It's it's the GoPro Hero 4 Session is what I have. That's oh, the difference. Oh, Session. Mine's session. just the Hero 4. Yeah. Yours so. must be the one for girls. Mine is the one for men. That's probably... No, what mine's <laughs> the one for... <laughs> just, I'll let you have it. Go ahead. Hey, Thanks, speaking, man. Of, speaking of um, um, camera mounting stuff that you did for your tripod, yeah. recently, uh, the you know where the little crank handle is to lower and raise the camera on your tripod? Yeah. The yeah. knob the that pinion. screws in to hold that in place on mine stripped out. So I did the same oh. thing as you did, basically. I had a piece of walnut, I believe, and um, cut a little, made, made my a new... Uh, you know, like a knobby thing that you can screw in there and turn because I stripped the thing. I don't know if it was aluminum threads or whatever, but they just stripped out. So yeah, I used a regular uh, metric bolt, but made my own little knob on it, and it was it worked. Oh, know? cool! Can I, I love those? Can I do my uh, what we're into right now? Because it's appropriate uh, to this. Okay, conversation. that's super weird, but fine. What? Uh, all right, now who's on the spectrum? It's okay if we break format for a minute. Okay. <laughs> Um, Go, Tim, do your thing, Playboy. Do it. Okay, because my my what I'm into is you know you know Ben Paik, Wobby Design, skateboard guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I he, like his videos. Yeah, he came up with a this camera jig he's been working on for the past couple weeks, 
and it's like a um, like an articulated arm, like a you know that that can go up and down and and stuff, and it's just got a camera. And he's been like like really trying to suss it out and work it out. And he came up with a I think a fabulous design because um, at first it's like yeah okay it's a big fancy arm that you don't need like that's cool but it's a cool design. And then he got it down to the point where it's not too big. You can actually make it with one sixteen by twenty four inch piece of half inch plywood, which is okay. nothing. And then, yeah. um, but what's cool about it, I mean, it's like 50 bolts to put this thing together so it can articulate and stuff. But what's cool about yeah. it is it it slides onto a piece of uh, three-quarter inch black pipe, like regular Schedule 40 pipe. So he has a, an elbow, 90-degree elbow, and a piece of black pipe that he then screws to his wall. This thing slides on it, so now you got 180 to 3, however far. You know, if it's on a wall, you have a 180-degree radius. You can go back and forth. You can pull it out. You can push it in. You can go up. You can turn angles, and you can okay. slide it up and down the pole and clip it at different heights. And um, and so when I saw that, because I've been struggling with this tripod for, for years. It's always, like, the stupid tripod's, like, always in my way. i got to move it up. i got to move it down. And I realized that I have a pole right in the middle of my workbench that holds in the, the roof center up. of your space yeah center of my space so I, I i figured it out if i put one on that pole i got my entire workbench covered and then i put one over on the wall on one side of me and i have my table saw and my drill press covered and then i put one on the other side and I have my entire metal shop and cnc covered and i just you just literally slide it off the pole and slide it onto the next pole this whole mm-hmm. wooden contraption you don't have to undo the you camera have four thousand square feet he's got a 20 foot container yeah. Yeah, he has one of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have three. <laughs> you are gonna have a good dozen of them. Oh, I'm sure I'll keep adding them. But then, I mean, the pipe does add up, so I could just unscrew it from the wall and put it somewhere else. If I was gonna film somewhere yeah. for a while, but I won't. I'll just keep yeah. sticking pipe on the wall. <laughs> right. But I'm excited to make it. Do it's they, like because I don't think I've I ever made that then. like you know when someone makes like a project in YouTube video and the, the downloadable plans. I don't think I've ever done that before. Like this might be my first time where I downloaded someone's plans and. And made it. Well, you're not very thing. articulate, so you can use the practice. Yeah. Bum. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Cool. So that's what I'm okay. into. Okay. Love it. Well, that Are leads we done? right into our topic. Are we done, right? Um, our topic this week is the gig economy. And um, I think for any entrepreneur, despite the fact that that's almost like a dirty word these days, because you hear about things like the gig economy where people do things for like, five dollars or uh, because of, there's a website called fiverr and i think that's really sort of what's led the charge both for the good and the bad side of the gig economy where people are making like a little bit of money for each job and there's no health insurance because you're not a full-time employee you're a you know you're a contract worker and all this stuff but at the end of the day i think many of us are self-employed entrepreneurs tim is i am and regardless of whether or not you're a maker we're all part of this gig economy. Like, if I don't secure my next contract at the end of this project that I'm working on, like, I'm in big trouble. So, I'm definitely working one gig at a time. And I know Tim is the same way, although we've talked about it. And obviously, his his pipeline of work coming in is a little smoother than mine. Mine is a little bit more rocky. Um, but that's but only because yeah, yours are bigger paychecks ride. too, though. Like, you know, you're one, you're yeah. one wave is going to take you all the way across the the beach, you know what I mean? I need to hop a couple waves to get to the... Yeah. yeah. You're a rock skipper, but yes. But that means that, though, you're safer than I am because, yeah, if you don't get this next job, okay, whatever, but Mm. if I don't, like, I am in trouble. Old Gil needs this one. (laughs) 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 Old Gil has been sleeping in his car for a week. (laughs) Old Gil really needs this one. Uh, that's a Simpsons reference, guys. So. Yeah, come on, kid. Buy a lollipop. 
<laughs> Finally, the skill's Didn't you tell a shine. story about that just in the pre-show, Phil? That the old guy you were giving him... No, I was just making that up from... This is Death the of a Simpsons. Salesman in The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, he's basically... Yeah, he's basically Willie Loman. Willie Loman, except yeah. Not tragic, just, like, ridiculous. Just, yeah, uh, just... <laughs> One of my I love Death of Salesman. It's my favorite play of all time. Oh yeah, Just some Phil Pinsky trivia. Yeah, mm, good to know. Um, so I thought it would be interesting for us to talk about what the gig economy. Like I think all all entrepreneurs have forever been part of it. There's just now a name for it all of a sudden and a stigma attached to it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be it's interesting. It's been going on forever. There's exactly exactly, that. There's, yeah. but like no one's ever called it the gig economy. You were just called a jobber, right? And that's what that was. I wasn't called a jobber. I know, I know that, that also has a negative thing. connotation, right? I don't know what no that jobbers. means. You've never heard of the word jobber? Nope. Not somebody not. who works one job at a time. Nope. Nope. Okay. Anyways, join us on the other side of this rock that you've been living <laughs> under. <laughs> what would you call that then? What do you what What does American speak for someone who kind of like basically works the way we do? But what is that? Self-employed. Okay, Mr. Dictionary. Uh, there's got to be a funny word for that. I, I honestly feel, I, I mean, um, I'm trying to think because I've done it before, before there was ever a gig, quote unquote, economy. You know, right? yeah. uh, I mean, I, I could see like, you know, maybe like side a, a, gigs. A, yeah. Someone who like, like, I don't want to say hustler because that's like kind of usually shady. But yeah, you know. no, but yeah. but like if you had like a tradesperson who worked like or you know somebody who worked just like one, <laughs> yeah, I know the handyman or, or like uh, yeah. I mean that's our line of work though you know yeah. So well, I mean the word entrepreneur has been around for a long time. I think that's yes. what it is. If you work for yourself, right? Yourself and mm-hmm. you're self-employed, and you're not you don't have a contract that's going to last you for ten years. You have a. Uh, um, an invoice that, that you're going to try and build that one thing to get the, to the next paycheck. I mean, it's right. It's, that's what a gig economy is. These are yeah. uh, Casey, for example, she just had to um, uh, talk with one of her, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, um, 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 consultant, basically. Consultant. It's this gal that's that, the. Yeah. Con- right, consulting, right? So this this gal, she she used to be in social work, and then she took some classes on about business management and about employee relations. So she's not human resources. She's not a social worker. She's a consultant. She goes into smaller businesses that are they have a few employees, and it's like, hey, here's some things you can do to communicate with your employees better, blah, 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 blah. She's in the gig economy now. You know? Yes. Oh, you know what, Whereas, you know what the word is? And I just want to mention, sorry, Tim, I just want to mention the difference between a consultant such as myself or a jobber like Tim is that... Casey, once she builds up a clientele of recurring business, yes, she's self-employed, but she's not part of the gig economy because she has this book of business coming in. Correct. Right? And I wasn't saying Casey. I was saying she was employing no, 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 a but gig economy. I, just for the sake of defining the conversation. Right, right. Hmm. There's a the, difference. Well, just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you're part right. of the gig economy. So the gig right. economy is more you're doing one thing at a time, basically. Yes, your exactly. business is this one, one job. One contract at a time. Right. Yeah. Or or as a maker, it's this one table or a, one yes, guitar. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I, like yeah. even, you know, at, at, in the, the word that we would use, Phil, is uh, at least in the music industry, we were actually playing gigs, but we were freelancers. You were either in yeah. a band yeah. or you were a freelancer. Freelance. And so I would imagine Makes that sense. would translate, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, your freelance artist, freelance musician, freelance painter, you know, whatever, freelance contractor. My job. But, I, I used yeah. to call it in between jobs, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Some people in between jobs, they sit on their couches. Yeah. You know, so someone who's out there hustling, yeah. big respect for that. You know, yeah. that's that's not Well, that's what I've I always call done. That is, normal. Is, if I wasn't working for if I didn't have an actual job with a company, I was working for myself. I was yeah. making ends meet by whatever means I had to make to make and, the you know, ends meet. I almost feel so. like I don't even feel like I am in the gig economy as much as maybe I used to be because mm-hmm. I have and this is this is sort of the, the topic I always want to get to when we have these kind of conversations is, is the whole multiple streams of income. Like that's yeah. that's the, the the key to success. And like I feel like you get to a point where you have so many multiple streams of income that it's I almost feel like it's a little enterprise and not so much like a gig anymore. Well, yeah, well, it is because you've well, got that's the dream, you've got, right? You've yeah. got overlapping gigs, right? So if one right. drops out, you've still got the other ones overlapping. So Yeah. So I mean, but, yes, I'd need clients and I need to sell guitars, but then I've got this little bit of YouTube thing going on, I got this little bit of Patreon going on, I got this little bit of, you know, these products that I sell like the, at my right, store, you've got you know, sponsorships, so, you yeah, you've got mm. all kinds of different things. And and I can I can lose any one of them but if I, Right. If I lose, if I lose three of them, I got a real problem. But you know, any one or two. You and I should that. collaborate. Yeah. We'll write a book about me, and mm-hmm. you can do mm-hmm. all the work, but I'll give you half the profits. Uh, it's like we're on a podcast with Warren Buffett. It's I, crazy. It's amazing. The, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. But, but that was the thing that I had learned, you know, a long time ago about the quote gig economy or freelancing or whatever. You know, as a musician that. You know, it, it, you know, when you're a young musician, you know, people would promise you like, oh, like, well, this this record's gonna be big, you know, and you're kind of like, oh, great, I'll I'll donate a bunch of time to this and be a rock star, and then you realize that you've just donated a bunch of time and you've done nothing else, and then the record fails, and now what have you got, you know? It, so that's like you, working for exposure, that's like the newest thing, right? Right, and that's that's like the the danger, and then you have the other thing of the danger of the race to the bottom, as Phil always calls it, you know, of um, like the Fiverr world, where it's like I can make that for ten dollars, I can make it for eight, and and then and then everybody yeah. loses, you know, and that's like the other problem. Um, have, but have either too. one of you, that's going have either one of you actually experienced that? I mean, to where you were in competition with somebody for a gig or a job or whatever, and because I've heard of that situation, but I've never actually experienced it. And I know it's happened. No, I'm not saying do it that. doesn't happen. I don't. I've do never experienced it. I, well, you know, uh, the, one of the sites, that, in, especially in the early years of the podcast, that I talked about all the time was custommade.com. And custommade.com is basically right, set up right. that way. Client says, "I want a dining table," and then I say, "But it's it's a blind bid, so I don't see what other people's offers are." So I say, "I right. can make it for two thousand dollars." And then there's like seven other people that say, "I can make it for." I have no idea what number they're coming up with. So that's a way to sort of protect that, so we're not like doing this prices right well, thing, like you know, nineteen ninety nine. Doing doing blind bids is one thing because it's yeah. not necessarily like in in my world. Um, quite often I have to get bids and you have to get three bids. It's not always to find sure. the lowest price. A lot of times it's what are you getting for that uh, that bid. Exactly. It's a timeline for that bid. What yeah. is, you know, uh, how What's many the people service are like be, after uh, the bid? Yeah, right. I mean, so it's like there's a, there's a lot of things to that and of course they're private. You know, we don't, you don't share that information. Some people do, and I think that's dirty business. You know, you can't yep. call up a contractor and say, hey, I just got a bid for this much, you know, what, do you, what can you do for me? Yeah. You do it at the end when you know that you're going to go with company B and you call them up and you say, listen, I just got a bid from company A at 10% cheaper. If you match it, the business is yours. That's that's what most yeah. people do. It's, it's, a, it's well, one, I, one final pass and that's it. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't even do that. Knowing though, that you were going to go with them anyways. To that, I, would, I would call them back and just negotiate and say, hey, 
I like can you do it for this and good, yeah. but can you do it quicker? Can you start sooner? Can you drop the price a little bit? But I, I, I tend not to want to use other bids as negotiating tools. You know, oh, I'm not even saying that company A was 10% cheaper. That's just what you say. Well, <laughs> well now it's even worse. Sorry, but, but that, that's, that's being in business for the last 20 years and being in yeah. marketing and negotiating with firms, and that's just the way no, I, I, it goes. I, I just... Yeah. I don't like, as a contractor myself, and I'm sure you two have felt this too, you don't want to hear that. You want to hear like, hey, I, I, I want you to you do know, the job. Can yeah. we work out something at this? But when you say, hey, I got somebody else that will do it cheaper, my t- my response is usually, good for you. That's good. I'm yeah. happy. You need to do that then because I'm not yeah, going to. That is my response. But when I've been yeah. the one who's negotiating, I've never gotten anybody say, okay, fine, I won't. Uh, yeah, but everyone always comes down to 10%. Everyone always looking young and charming as you are, Phil. Yeah. I tell you, That's I, a fair point. I tell you what, Phil. If if you did that to me, I mean, if I was really hungry, I might do it. But if you did that to me, I would probably be like, you know, well, no, I, I you know, if this is what I can do, you know, like it, it, when I was a musician, my my CV, um, when I was like looking for gigs, like studio work and stuff, was one line. It said anybody can play the note C, but no one can play it like me. Uh, and so the idea is like, if you've heard me play and you like what I play, then hire me. And if you don't, then hire someone wow. else. Did you rhyme C and me on purpose? Yeah, because it's music, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but so when I when I put together that proposal, I put together a proposal and I let them I try to let the people see who I am. Like give them and I have this this YouTube catalog and be like, meet me, get to know me, understand that I'm not and this is the same for uh, by the way, people that want to be YouTubers, like for trying to find um, you know sponsors and yeah. stuff too like this is who I am like let's have a conversation like if you like me and you want to work with me I'm going to give you the best offer I can of course there are people that can mm-hmm. do it for less than me that have bigger machines or more employees or less overhead sure yeah. and of course there's people that can do it for a lot more than me they're probably a lot better than me sure but if where you are if you like the note that I'm <laughs> maybe leave that part out but alright no 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 but it's true of course you can go and get some giant factory to make it whatever and you know there's there's all sorts of options the question the is, is whether what I offer and what you're looking for are going to match and if they are then great if no you like it you know, that's when the, the I feel like sta- there was an the, opportunity to say anybody can play a C, but I can play a C sharp. No, because well, anybody can play, anybody C, can play sharp a C sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I can play the thirteenth note. The illicit. There's no thirteenth note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you. Look, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it's always about the relationship. Yep. It's always about selling yourself, and I think that's sort of one of those things that maybe is not always uh, told to people when they become an entrepreneur. At the end of the day, you could be selling widgets, you could be selling ERP, you could be selling music, you could be selling anything, but the product that you're ultimately selling is you. Do they like you? And do they, and, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that's, you know, those, it's funny because I said before that Death of a Salesman was my favorite um, play of all time. And the lesson of the play kind of was like, they don't need to like you. You need to be a person of substance that can do something with your life, right? Because that was the thing that that uh, Willie had always told his son Biff was that, ah, don't worry about it, as long as they like you, right? And the guy right. became basically this charismatic thief and lowlife, right, at the mm. end of the day. And the next door neighbor who was very unlikable, Bernard, became a very, very successful accountant and business owner. Right? And so it was kind of antithesis to everything that Willie had said. But in the end of the day, it's got to be both. People, you could be it very... It's got to be both. Yeah. They have to like you, and, and you have to be of substance. You can't be one or the other. 
but you could be very much of substance and people don't like you and you're not going to get the business. Yep. Yeah. No, you know, so so it, it is equal parts both of those well, things. Well, maybe equal parts, but it's also it's it's the it's the in order in which you present it, right? First you got to sell yourself. And then yeah. once you sell yourself, you've got to provide something. You've got to provide you something of value. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no you know? question. You got It's only so far your personality is going to be able to take you, right. but it's the thing that's going to open the door and create the opportunity. Correct. Mm-hmm. You're learning, Phil. Oh. You're learning. Or Thanks, it's, or it's you know your your good looks, Bill. It's it might be that too. Well, yeah, I've I've skated by on my looks my whole life, so you know, I'm very successful. Oh my god, you've been skating on your feet or your face? <laughs> <laughs> Gwen, are you gonna let him talk to me like that? <laughs> What'd she say? Uh, she said yeah. yeah. She said it's fine. They're they're talking to you, Gwen, but you can't hear. Hi. Yeah, just hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, happy Mother's Day. How good looking my husband is? is no, they were, they were not saying how good looking I am. <laughs> I was saying it. I was saying that. But tell her happy Mother's Day anyway. Happy yeah, Mother's happy Day. Mother's Day. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Happy mothering of Tim, yes. <laughs> I can't air it. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not missing anything. We need to do more guest appearances by Gwen. Yeah, she's segment. very good. She's very good. But she can't have any... She can't hear us. Yeah, that's... He, I'll, you have know, to give her some, I'll have to give her my Isotunes thing. wireless bud so she can be tuned into the... Oh, look at this shill. <laughs> you know, I think this is definitely a three-person podcast, and I think it would do really well with two sways. Yeah, you think that's the way to go? Yeah. Yeah. So, so It's been a while. It would turn into me saying, no, that's not what she said. She said my wife said, no, but the, remember the time that you did the <laughs> film mediating? <laughs> um, You'll that both be, be begging for me after a week. Yeah? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm willing to risk it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <clears throat> Just kidding. It would never be the same. Um, I can should, we, yeah. should we talk about Fiverr real quick? I mean, I guess we covered that that aspect of it too, right? The, well, if anyone the, doesn't know what Fiverr is, mm-hmm. um, I personally, I've used it and I love it. Um, it gives you access to all kinds of um, creatives. So be it graphic design, video editing, voiceover work, um, programming. I've used it for a lot of programming, um, not as the service provider, but as the client. And uh, uh, what else have I used it for? I guess that's pretty much it. Graphics, video, and, yeah. uh, and programming. And Initially, everything that you did with them was five bucks. It's not five bucks anymore Obviously. because that's yeah. a silly amount of money. Um, but people kind of you put in like, let's say, make I want a logo, right? So you'd search in logo on Fiverr, and then you'd see like, I don't know, a thousand people, sellers, and kind of like eBay, everybody has a rating, and they tell you what they'll do for the dollar amount that they post. So some people could be five dollars, let's say, but some people will be 50, some people will be 100, some people will be 150. And generally speaking, the better they are and the more ratings, the more experience they have, and also the more they provide you with. Because yes, someone's gonna create you a logo, but maybe they're only gonna give it to you as a JPEG. Right, one low-res JPEG. (laughs) Yeah, whereas somebody else is gonna give you the original files that they use to create it so that you could actually send it in and if you wanted to have it CNC'd, 
you you have the files to do that. You've got a vector image to work with. Yeah. Um, and and the same thing works for basically everything that you're going to get. I'm actually working with a fantastic programmer out of the Ukraine, and a lot of the times it's countries like that. It's like Ukraine, China, India. India is a great one. Um, Ukraine's a fantastic one that I've been working with for programming. Um, you don't see too many um, people on there from Canada, the U.S., or even Europe so much. It's mostly uh, whatever the politically Eastern. correct term for for third world country is. But mm-hmm. uh, but that's what I found the case. And frankly, I, I find it fantastic. It's great for them. It's great for us. Like, but yeah, uh, interesting. I, I mean, I don't have any butts. <laughs> it's been great yeah. all around. You know what I mean? Um, no, I was, so I was curious of your take on it because I've never used it, and I was I was I was going to ask if any of our listeners were ever tried experimenting with fiber, but I would say probably not. Because um, I was I wondering, think if, some of our people, I think some of our listeners have for sure. Yeah, I mean, no, I meant as as sellers, like as makers. Oh, I would be, I doubt it. It's yeah. not hard goods. It's only really it's like, only software digital. Yeah. 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 Hmm. But I think, but I know that some of our people have used it because I've seen it as part of. Um, Let's say people's YouTube videos. Like sure, even, I've seen that too, yeah. Like even Samurai Carpenter, his intro was a Fiverr intro at one point. Yeah. Maybe it's been updated since, but that smoke sort of, you know, that Zorro kind of swipe that he has in there, that's a Fiverr intro. Somebody did that for him, must have been like five years ago. Hmm. Um, and who else? Who else? A Glimpse Inside, who's a, good, who's a favorite of mine. His is a Fiverr, for sure I could tell that. Um, it's interesting. So, um, yeah, people have definitely used it. Mm. I've used it for voiceovers. I've done it for all kinds of stuff. It's fantastic. You know, and the the other thing to mention too with gig economy are the other sort of app gigs. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people are doing the the driving apps and the delivery apps and stuff like that. People that have regular yeah. jobs too as side money. And I, there's a, there's a podcast actually. I'll, can I do my what I'm into now? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, there's there's a podcast called Get Rich Nick and it's two comedians um, both named Nick and they just basically go out and mm. try all of these like get rich quick schemes and like fibers and you know and uh, Postmate and type stuff and, and just see if you can actually make any money they explain like where they're going to get you where you're going to get burned picking up scooters and charging them and, and all that stuff and it's kind of interesting just to because there are so many of those types of gig economy jobs out there now and they just go out and they try them you know and, and they come back and say how horrible it was usually <laughs> <laughs> but a couple of them have worked yeah. well. You know, they, they made some money in a few of them. I have, um, in my previous position at, you know, uh, I've traveled a lot, as you guys know. And that, so as part of that has always been Ubers. And um, I'd say for the most part, I'd probably say like 90 plus percent of the Ubers that I've been in, the guys have been happy, happy doing what they're doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that it, yeah. it's been working out well for them. 100% and that's of the like ones I've literally been in. across the continent. Hundred percent of the ones I've been in in Georgia, the one time I took one. <laughs> Sample of one. Yeah. Hey, you know, data's data. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, eighty-seven percent of all statistics are made up. Yes, hundred percent of the time. We haven't used Uber a lot in the Bay Area, but we do use it, and I would say the same thing. Usually, it's somebody young. You talk to them for a minute. They're going to school. They're doing this. They're doing that. Mm-hmm. So, what you hear about unhappy Uber. Um, I've not experienced that. I don't know of anybody that's not happy doing it because I don't think the people I've seen doing it are doing it. It's it's a stepping stone to doing something else, right? It's a way to supplement. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and a lot of times um, I took one which was like, oh, will forever stand out in my mind, 
was a, an Uber I took um, in North Carolina. Um, we were going from High Point to Greensboro because our caterer for the trade show that I was doing bailed on us at the last minute. So I had to get some kind of food for the showroom. So I got into an Uber at High Point and we went over to, uh, to Greensboro and we went into like a bakery and I walked in and the guy came in with me because he knew what I was going to do. Um, and so I said, okay, do you have any cupcakes? And like, yeah, we have cupcakes. I was like, great, I'll take them. She's like, which ones? And I was like, I'll take them all. I bought out the store of cupcakes. And so he thought it was the funny, and he was an older guy, and, uh, and, and he'd been around forever, and, but he just needed to see this because I told him what I was going to be doing. Uh, anyway, so we loaded up the, 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 his, whatever, his mini SUV with like 13 cases of cupcakes. And, uh, and he was telling me, like these just these war stories, like heading back, and I loved it. I loved it. One of them he told me was that the cops during High Point, which is uh, furniture market, is like the one trade show that happens twice a year in High Point, North Carolina. Uh, the cops are on twenty-four hour rotation, so that they are basically they're for the entire week they are covering this town because they cannot have any incidents. They're so scared of anything happening. While the trade show is on, because it's like the, the last, economy, right? And having to move yeah, out. it's the last yeah. thing, because because it used to be a huge, huge furniture town, like a ton of furniture used to be made in High Point, North Carolina. Still, a lot of it is made there now, but <laughs> man, it used to be like the Rome of furniture in in North America, in in the U.S. Okay, Willie. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know exactly, right? We'll go in, we'll go into the jungle, we'll come out with diamonds, and we'll be millionaires. <laughs> So that, I don't know why I just that. thought of this, but Elon Musk is threatening to move uh, Tesla out of Fremont, which is where I was born, because uh, he's he's ready to go back to work and he's getting mm. kerfuffled from the yeah, county and all that. That's an empty threat. That's an empty threat. You know, we were just talking about um, Death of a Salesman. Brian Dennehy just died, and he did the most incredible performance as Willie Long. Brian Dennehy just died? Yeah, like last oh. week. When you, when you say Willie Loman, that's the face I picture. Is it? Yeah, I said it makes. I want to make sure I'm thinking of the right actor now. No, no, well, no! You definitely are because he gave. I know, I know. Which was weird for him to give a performance. Yeah, as, that's, as that's quite literally a low man. But he um, was. Uh, he was an alien on Cocoon. Yeah, he was. I mean, we all think of him as Tommy Boy's dad from Tommy Boy, right? That's no. I, I think because I watched a, a Death of a Salesman play on TV it was on PBS or something yeah. it was him and, yes uh, yes yeah it was a film and it was such it was such a brilliant performance and he was just yeah, so I have to watch it again yeah it, it was he fantastic. was also Incredible. the sheriff on Rambo that's right first oh blood. yes yeah. yes that was he was and the first I, one that would be the second thing I would think of I guess but just there's something about that performance and, and the fact that he was so big and then so small at the same time was right you know, which is incredible physical acting yeah, he, you know, yeah. kind of like that Archie Bunker, you know, how, like, you know, Carol O'Connor could just be so big and boisterous and then just all of a sudden just melt, you know, when he realized yeah, how, you true. know, he had yeah. that kind of... Archie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a shame. That was one of those, you know, it's not very often that a uh, that a Hollywood actor will die and, and I'll feel something. Most of them are like, yeah, okay. But sometimes it just kind of punches you in the stomach and it's strange because we don't really know these people. Mm. But we know these people, you know? Mm. I tell you what, like when a John Candy me, dies. What's weird for me is these people are starting to die, and 
they've been around for my entire life, and that's a long time, right? So it's yeah, that's, wow. Woo, that's what's really weird for me. It's like I remember as a little kid, and same thing. Absolutely. With, the, with uh, Jerry, that's sad. Yeah, Jerry Stiller. Yeah. You know what's you know what's stranger for me is when when uh, they start talking about some actor that I've been that been around my whole life. I always remember seeing him, you know, as a teenager and a kid, and then they say how old they are, and they're only like three years older than me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! He's only seventy-seven. <laughs> well, the opposite works is too. I was thinking like you know a few few years back, the big the big Hollywood blockbuster. These young kids, Matt Damon and Matthew McConaughey and and all these exactly. guys, right? All those guys. They're all like my age. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, they're only a couple of years younger than me. I'm going, wait a minute. You know, because I was, yeah. I guess. They look really me, good. Comparatively yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking. What's up with me? Uh, no, I, I wish I had. I, I don't know. <laughs> Bill. Too funny. Uh, the thing about high school girls is. You get older, but they stay the same age, man. <laughs> That's Matthew McConaughey. I was just yes. saying, that actually sounded like Matthew McConaughey. That right? was very, that a very was good impersonation. I've, I've been working on that one for a while. That's uh, uh, All right, all like right, all right. Sound. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, where are we, where are we podcast-wise? We, still, we, we I are. I think we can move on here. Yeah, and we have. Um, yeah, we can wrap we it up. We have no new I reviews to read. We can wrap it read. up here, boys. Um, Unless iTunes a, review review. I believe we have none, so we're going to pass that. So we need to fix that. And someone uh, Bill, needs to give them the old the guilty trip, yep. would you? Well, I, I don't think that's necessary. I mean, if, if people it? don't want to take any time at all to try and enhance our lives a little bit, and we <laughs> want to take time to enhance people's lives, that's their prerogative. You know, I, I can't force somebody to do what's right. I can only point them in the right direction. And it's bless and release, Phil. It's, it's basically bless and release. So bless you all for not giving us a review mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. better next week that was that was some pretty good passive aggressiveness there I'm impressed pretty, was... pretty, you know what I'm gonna make you an honorary Jew <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good my mom would be proud so I love it um, let's get on to our weekly tip segment I'm gonna give oh, one I... here because I haven't given one in a while okay um so, um, if you have to do miters, such as the ones that I did for um, for the little quick mounts that I have for my camera, right? Like little parts, right? Yeah, you could move your table saw to 45 degrees and run that through, but that's an easy beatsy little part. So that was uh, that was much easier to do, and I felt much safer to do on the disc sander, and it also let me sort of squeak up there on the size that I needed. So I kept sort of putting it into the into the uh, tripod, mm-hmm. taking it out, adjusting it a little bit. Okay, that's too big. Okay, let's bring it down a little bit. Um, so, you know, abrasion, sanding can get you, you know, uh, the same result as cutting tools can as well, uh, just maybe a little bit more precisely and a little bit more safely uh, when it's when they're smaller parts. I, I would say it's it, there's still some things to be wary of because you can, you can catch your finger in a disc sander just like you can a table saw. The difference is that four or five layers of skin will come back as opposed to where's my finger. So Right. Yeah. yeah. Well yeah be careful still, but the, it's definitely the, something the, that you can with smaller parts. But you know, as far as like 
like if I was gonna have my my son make that miter, you better believe I give him the the sander, not the table saw, because like I mean, you really like the, what is that like two piece two inches long that piece? Like that's you need it, to get. It's like an inch and a half by an inch and a half. It's very right. Small. That's that's a little small to be cutting on a table saw without using at least a sled of some sort, and you know, and like yeah. to, you don't want to just run that across the fence. That's dangerous. And you know, you our, know. our orbital and then, now if you're setting up your sled have. and then. The orbital yeah, center that we have, Tim, is a whole lot less scary than, like, I have a old, big, nine-inch Craftsman disc slash belt sander, and that thing spins. It's not oh, something yeah. you want to get, you know what I mean? But the but the um, the oscillating sander, my rigid, I, I'd put vents on that all day if they have at it, you know? Yeah, the only thing that happens with that is sometimes you shoot a piece of wood across the room when you're not paying attention. <laughs> but <laughs> it's know, shooting away from you. It's not... But it's, it's, Exactly, you know, but it's not shooting towards right. you, and it's not pulling you right. in. It's It goes... For right. my, for me, the problem is that mine is right next to my router, and there's this gap of, of a couple inches because the router table hangs over the edge of the cabinet that I put it on. Right. And so there's this space where it lands on the floor. <laughs> I have to get down on my hands and knees and look for it. It doesn't just go somewhere clear, uh, you know. You, you don't have a, a wood magnet? No, I have. I I had those magnetic blocks of wood, but they were for a client, so I don't have those anymore. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. yeah. Rookie mistake. Yep. Yeah. Um... And unless anyone else wants to chime in with a tip, we can move on. Uh, I do have one, actually. I, I had yeah, to remove a shrub or a, a, a small tree. So basically branches that are about as big as your wrist. It's not too big for a lopper, but I don't want to pull out the chainsaw or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got my reciprocating DeWalt saw, and I just put yeah. the, 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 the toothy blade on it. It doesn't even have to be a sharp blade. And I used that while doing some yard work this weekend and just tore that tree up. It was It was perfect for that cordless it was simple to use a lot of times just don't forget that some of your shop tools can go out in the yard hmm that is a good I've, one. I've done that yeah 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 me too mine wasn't mine isn't cordless though so it's fun to bring out the uh the 50 foot extension cable <laughs> for my for my reciprocating stuff for my demo saw that's a fun one I, I yeah um, I, I just recently got a cordless one well, I guess two years ago now that I think about it. it was like I got one of those Ryobi kits and it there was one in there and that wasn't my yeah. interest but it's nice to have every once in a while, like when I was working on my truck and I had to cut off these bumper tops and there's like that spot yep. that I couldn't get with the angle grinder. It's like, it's like, oh, oh God. yeah, I saw that today. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You commented, thank you. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have that little, you know, battery powered functionality for sure. I, I yeah, at first, I wasn't I wasn't into battery powered tools at first. They just sort of seemed, but the batteries have gotten better to where you can actually use them for a while now. You know, they're really nice. Yeah, it's it's come a I long just, way. Hmm. This is super off topic, but recently, and some one of the reasons why I I find getting into batteries is tough is because you have to sort of buy into one system, one system. because the charger and the batteries are so expensive. But I can't remember who just made this video, but there are adapter kits for yep. you to be able to use one tool's tool with another tool's battery. Yeah, that's um, fairly new now. They uh, there's you can basically. Uh, any tool with the, with the specific adapter for it, or you can build your own battery packs too. I mean, they sell them the generic yeah. ones. And people, right. yeah, people are 3D printing parts that they can use as yeah. connectors and, and stuff like that too. But There's I love that. You files. can just buy an adapter and like, so I've been looking for, um, you know, I'd love to get a, a cordless circular saw, but I didn't want to get, you know, like another company's batteries or whatever, but man, I'll just get that now. That's fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. Like I'll get it used as soon as COVID is over. Hey, so basically, Tim doesn't have to talk the rest of the podcast. He already gave up all his stuff, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. So, yeah, so he's done. 
so, Bill, why don't you tell us what uh, what grabbed your attention? Well, a couple of things. Uh, the first one is um, our, somebody who's a supporter of the show, and he's also, and both of these things, what they have in common is they are uh, uh, sponsors of the community. Support what is it? Support the people that support the, the makers in the community. So, Mike Kling, well Mike uh, from Kling Spores. I didn't realize, but he's he's got uh, him and his buddy. I think it's Chris. They do little tutorials all the time now on Facebook and on on Instagram, and they also have a YouTube channel. Check out Kling Spores YouTube channel. They only have a few hundred subscribers, but it's a lot of tutorials on specific things. And then keep an eye on them on uh, uh, Instagram. And I think they've got a fifteen percent off if, if you if you got the dough to put down on some Powermatic, fifteen percent discount right now for till the end of the month. That's so, big. Wow. That's that's not a small thing. So, Clingspore, Mike, I love you, brother. I just think you're, you're a good guy, and we want to support the people that support us. And then the other thing is is my my lovely wife, the better half of me for sure, pops up right before the podcast. She says, "Honey, did those did those vegetable shoes Tim make? Those are still available, right?" I'm like, "Well, yes, honey. Yes, they are. They're called the Sways. They are available from from Carolina." And it's one of our favorite, but you know, Casey loves Carolina too. Anyway, she starts looking it up. Do you know that they don't make them in woman sizes, Tim? Did you know that? I do, and that was a, um, uh, a, a something I, I really pushed strongly for them to do, but it was a problem with tooling. Um, they couldn't do them for, like, the short run. I, I There was all these, like, because, like, factories have different problems than, like, people like us that just make stuff on our benches and... And it was like this thing that became something that was like it made it not financially feasible for them to do it. Um, and so that was a real bummer. And I, and I was like, that's going to cost sales. And, and they understood and agreed. But well, so, I, you know. what, so my suggestion to my wife, because I know Carolina <laughs> is an amazing, again, sponsor and supporter of the maker community. And we want to support them. My thought was, I said, honey, when we're ready, because we don't have the money to buy, you know, a $800 pair of vegetable shoes for Casey right now. Uh, but when the time comes, we will get a hold of Carolina and try and find out what what size in a male's boot would actually fit her feet. And I bet you there's a way to figure that out. It's well, plus it's, two. it's or minus two. It's it's minus two. But yeah, the the when they made them like they made this, they have a set size range in the American factory that they could do for the small production run. They had a set size range, and I think it was like eight to thirteen or something like that. So, uh, or or maybe it was maybe I don't remember what it was, but it was like because I remember I was trying to get my wife a pair. And they were too big for her. Yeah, um, so the, there are women that could get away with the smaller the size. size but, of a, you know, my yeah, thumb, your wife's so. your wife's tiny. So what size does Casey have? What size? I women's? believe her shoe size is uh, eight, so ten. No, no six. Be, so that'd no, be no, six in men. Yeah, so yeah that's six. Yeah, she has that's tiny like, feet too. Yeah. Th- that's kind of a yeah. That's like a kind of average, small average, like you know. So some women might be able to get away with. But hold up, because Carolina has sevens. But well, yeah, they also have they, they have women's though. sizes in other shoes, so I'm just wondering if uh, there's got to be something that can be done, Carolina. Yeah, well, they listening. they do they make they make a lot of uh, well, and the other thing uh, uh, they do is they make the children's line, and a lot of the larger ah. children's sizes fit women with smaller feet. Um, but those they don't have this again. The sways aren't done with that. It had to do with the specific the tools, the dyes and stuff that they used to make them. They couldn't mm. do. You know, it was that was like my biggest disappointment with the whole thing. My actually, my only disappointment is uh, was that because but does Casey need vegetable shoes? Could she not just have regular people shoes? It was hey. it was more about supporting Tim and supporting Carolina. Oh, okay. There because there were so many women that were excited about him and and like they knew too that it, like that demographic would be 
be valuable to them, but they just couldn't make it happen for that batch. And so I, I think if, I mean, maybe if they do them again, they would be able to do a larger production run if they decide they want to keep that product in their line. And then it would be something they'd be able to do in like, you know, all sizes. Well, that, that's, that my, brings that's us to That brings us to really quick then. Um, if you if you need boots, man, buy some Sways, Carolina, so we can get them to see that they... I will have a... I will have a coupon code next Sunday at youtube.com slash Tim Sway for 30% off. No. Wow. A selected That's no joke. A, yeah, a selected list. Uh, not everything in their store, but a selected... But the list is extensive, so there'll be a link and stuff. Nice. Will, will the My Carolinas are finally worked in. Yeah? Did it took that long? Well, you don't wear them that often, right? I don't wear them that often. So I wear them when I'm, when I'm going to be doing like a... I have to do the project because mm. mine are steel toe where I'm like worried I'm going to drop something or I'm going to get dirty or whatever. changed a little bit just now when he's yeah. talking about wearing the steel toe, my steel toe. Yeah. Boop, he went right into, his, <laughs> right into his McConaughey there. <laughs> I did. All right, all right, all right. Let's put on them steel toes. Um, yeah, so that was, um, so I wore them because I had to put in some more. Under my front porch, um, skunks will burrow under there during mating season. And they will create <laughs> dens. Yeah, so you hear these skunks just banging away under there, and uh, and it's no good because then you've got a whole a whole mess of these skunks in the neighborhood. So what you do is um, is you got to get some. It's it's thicker than chicken wire, but it's like welded welded wire, kind of like chicken wire, but thicker gauge. And you go down 18 inches, and then you make an L and you bend it, and so that it comes yep. out, let's say, another 10 inches, and then you put the earth on top. So that they can't dig down and get under, and so I uh, I had to do that, and then I had to drill into the concrete because my front porch is concrete, and then use some tap cons to uh, to screw that I guess that fencing in place, and so I did that last week and uh, and used my Carolinas to do that. <laughs> well done, Phil. Well done. Yeah. No, I love wearing them. It just it took a while to get them worked in properly, but now they are, and they're. They're great. The secret to them is not to lace them tight; is to keep them a little looser. Mm-hmm. I find like uh, initially kind of felt like, like, I don't know, Tim. You probably had top Doc Martens back in the day, where like the eighteen holes, and mm-hmm. you would you'd tie them up pretty tight because they went all the way to the top, and you want to you can't keep those things loose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of thought of them as like docks, where you want to keep them tighter. But the the secret is to keep them a little looser, especially on the steel toe. Uh, yeah. Do you have Do you have the insulated ones? Insulated. Is it like yes. a big, big, In- thick toe or tongue, yep. rather? Yeah, yep. yeah. That's, uh, thicker tongue. Yes. Yeah, that's they're um, insulated in that. Like I, I am resistant from getting an electrical shock. Oh well, I mean, yeah. But like, see, like this, they're not winterized. This, this is because we made two pairs of sways. This is the uninsulated one. So like the tongue is just like the thin piece of like one. Oh piece no, of, mine's thicker. Yes, mine's right. Padded. But yeah. yeah, those are yeah those you got. I agree that you don't want to tighten them up too tight. They get like kind of bulky feeling. But if you just just tighten them yeah. like kind of like a like not like you're going for a jog but like you're going to the mall like you know and you're yeah just, and, and they're gonna shuffle and they're great all day yeah yeah, yeah. i love you know, them. it might be too just be careful like if you're retaining water that you might have to loosen <laughs> them up a little as well <laughs> thank you how dare you how dare all you? Right. all right let's wrap this how up dare you? i'm in the mood for pickles you better run out and get me some <laughs> um let's move on up over here uh we'll grab my attention um my boy Wes Wesley Treat just put out a video and I thought it was um, just phenomenal just check it out I loved it 
Um, our websites, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, and newperspectivesmusic.com. I want you to go ahead and contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Um, and don't forget to send us a voice memo with your question. We will play well, it online. About that. Yeah. And we will probably answer it. Um, you could also hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us those reviews. Any five-star review will be read out loud on the show, and it will avoid us having to get Tim, uh, I mean Bill to uh, to guilt you into leaving them. So go ahead and do that. And then patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. The best way to keep us on the air, entertaining you through this frickin' pandemic. So that's where we're at on those. Excellent. So on and on that note. Uh, thank you very much, and have a great, uh, great week. And we'll speak to you next week. Bye, everybody. Mm, be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should.